the Jetro Podcast. It's Friday, July 12th, and welcome to episode four of the Jetro Podcast. Uh, it's the week after the 4th of July, so what we're talking right now is the worst four days in the calendar sports year. Over the past four days from when you hear this, there will have been no Major League Baseball games, no NHL games, no NBA games, no NFL games. There's no major sport playing only four days out of the year where there's not a major sport playing an actual in-season game. So it's going to be a very non-sports heavy podcast. We're going to be talking about ways to make it through the worst four days in sports and the way to make it through the rest of the summer if you're not a, a true baseball fan. So we're going to be covering all that. But first and foremost, in studio, me, CT, we got Natty here and Kev's in here. Brennan's not here. He's got a job interview today, and he was supposed to be calling in, but we haven't heard from him yet. So so we're going to give Brennan a call and see if we can get him on the line to talk to us today. Either way, Kev's already going up in the producer rankings, but let's give Brennan a call. He can redeem himself with the fact check. It's a good day All right, to be me. If he doesn't pick up. Yo, there he is. Enough time to answer the phone, but not enough time to call in. What? We started recording at 11. You haven't called in yet, man. We sent you the number and everything. Uh, Did you just wake up, buddy? No, I've been up, but I haven't moved from my bed yet. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like you haven't. Well, use this phone in your hand. You can call the number and then that text it. Yes. Okay, and then we'll get you on. Sounds good. You can do the show from your bed. It's fine. All right, talk to you over the other line in a bit. On the phone, that was uh, B Ford, our second producer. Uh, apparently, he will be actually calling into work today and uh, trying to contribute to the podcast, so we appreciate that, Brennan. In the meantime, we're going to get everything cooking while we're waiting for him to uh, call in. So again, it's the worst four days in sports. The four-day MLB All-Star break is hands down the worst four days of the sports year because, like I said earlier, there's nothing going on, absolutely nothing to do. So what we're going to open this up with is how the hell do you get through four days without a major sport? There's Sports at this point for us is like, it's like a drug. And we're addicted to the highest degree. And, and now we're need, going through some uh, withdrawal. Yeah, and we've got the sports sweats. We're shaking. We need to find a way to take the edge off. So we're going to go around and talk about how we take the edge off. This is basically like a Sports Anonymous meeting here. So we're going to do our best to help you guys get through this tough time. Real quick. When he calls, I'm going to pretend to be Pizza Hut. Oh, my God. I want right. <laughs> He just said, let me know when to call. Dude, I just called dude, the phone with like, you telling now, me to dude, call now. call now. <laughs> well, I'm going to mess with him. <laughs> you might get two points for today, Kev, because this is just a rough one out of for, for that part, For that part, when he calls in, turn off our mics. All right. <laughs> Make sure his telephone pod is up. Yeah. You going to do a voice uh, or... I'm just gonna change my name. I don't know if I can do a voice. I don't know a voice I can do. What name are you gonna do? Alex. Do Nat. Nat. No. Don't no. Do, Nat. <laughs> do Brennan. Do Chaz. <laughs> I'm gonna try to fool him. I'll, I'll say Alex. Do Chives. Chives. Yeah. Chives. Did you get Chives from Drake and Josh? Yes. Chives. <laughs> you called the number yet? You know. It'll flash. It'll flash. He's not calling it. All right, this Hang has on. just turned into a giant scheme. I'm just waiting for the light. Thank you for calling Pizza Hut. This is Alex. How may I help you? 
Hey, uh, can I just get a large plane with stuffed crust? Ah, uh, we ran out of stuffed crust. You guys never run out of stuffed crust. It's the only thing I get from Pizza Hut. Yeah, sorry, our our crust stuffing machine is uh, down. The crust stuffing machine. Yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, what else you got on the menu? Uh, something uh, there. Fuck. <laughs> Just telling you to tell him, tell him to speak to a manager. Oh. Tell him to speak to a manager. What's up? Oh, my goodness. Well, welcome to the show, Bren. Hey. How's this it going, a, everybody? This is a little uh, podcast we put together Wednesdays at 11 a.m. called the Jetro Podcast. Oh, yeah, no. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Thanks for having me on, guys. No problem at all. We'd like to have you on more often. Even over phone is fine. But the yeah. sleeping through the start of the Kev might get two producer points for today. Your your wow. your rankings in trouble. She was only gonna get that? one. Should we still have B Ford for a fact check today? Um, yeah, you can still fact check from Bren's lying in bed right now at his house in uh, well undisclosed Pennsylvania suburb of Philly. Don't want to tell the people where you live, so you get a bunch <laughs> of paparazzi. Drop the address on you. real quick. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Bren's gonna fact check uh, from his bed for us. So we'll go ahead and get that at the end of the show. Before what we're starting out with is the worst four days in sports. So basically, over the MLB All-Star break, there's no professional sports being played. It's the only four days of the calendar year where there's no major professional sport going on. So we're going to talk about ways to uh, take the edge off from our sports addiction. So you just called in. Let's start with you. What do you do when there's absolutely no sports on? What's the best way to keep your mind off thinking about the next big sports event? Well, I'll pretty much do what I do every day, go to work, grab some food, play some Xbox, and a video. Xbox is always a good thing. Yes, Xbox is a good outlet. Okay, so video games is the way to do it? Yeah, uh, your work. It's middle of summer, you don't go outside or anything? Oh no, I, I don't like the summer, so I'll stay inside. He's like the Wicked Witch of the West, just melts in the heat. I do. Dude, I'm fucking sweating right now. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yo, because my house did not have air conditioning for the past five days. So brutal. It was That's so nice. bad, dude. It was so bad in Center City, Philadelphia. It didn't get below like 80 degrees in my house the whole time. It, we just got you it fixed a, yesterday. Take cold showers? Yeah, literally I had. <laughs> so what I had is upstairs, my upstairs roommates, uh, there's two rooms on the third floor. And they just have like a stand-up shower. But I have a shower with a bathtub. I had just a cold tub of water sitting there at all times so that when I got too hot, I just go and I lay down in the bathtub in the I cold mean, water. That and that's the only way it. I was able to cool off for the past five days. I mean, you got you to do what you got to do. It was That's the lowest level of living right there. So, I mean, I guess cold water is like a thing they do for addiction, right? Uh, what do you mean, I, like? Like, like a splash or? of like cold water gets your senses back and everything, right? I mean, sort of. Oh. I wouldn't say they do that for addiction. Okay, so gonna, what Bren's yeah. going to do is Bren's <laughs> going to play video games. My advice would be is to get a cold tub of water and just lay in it until the next sports event happens. Whether that's Just sit like, in the tub for three yeah, days. Yeah, just literally lay down in a cold tub of I'll water. Just, and bring my Xbox into the bathroom. Yeah, ooh, we could yeah combine that. But like you know how they do, what is it, the... Uh, sensory deprivation where you go into like a dark tub and you just float around. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's, that's basically, that's yeah, that's what these four days are basically like for a sports fan. So I'm, I'm saying just actually like lay down in a cold tub of water and wait for it to slowly pass. 
Also, oh, if you get one of those floaty tube things, and put it around your head so your neck doesn't like drop below the water and you don't drown. Uh, kind of like a neck pillow? Yeah, you could probably just live in there, like a floaty neck pillow, inflatable yeah. neck pillow. You could probably stay in there, crush a couple meals in the cold tub and everything. So that's what I'd do. Yeah, basically put your life on hold for four days, lay in a tub. Sounds like a good idea. What about you, Kev? Um, I mean, Brennan already took my idea. So I guess I got to come up with something else. Is all you guys do play video games? I mean, to be fair, you took my idea too. So, <laughs> guys, <laughs> you guys don't go out and do anything. No I will. Hashtag gamer lives. Yeah, I'm here all the time. I'm stuck in a studio. So if I'm stuck I mean, in the studio, like what? I'm not gonna feel like going out like gets blackout drunk in the middle of Center City. Like, no, I'm too tired to do that shit. I mean, once a week, me and my friends we go play soccer. So I I couldn't do that for four days straight. Why not? I don't know. You, no, I, I, I could do that for four days straight. Yeah. You think so? I would like. Is out in the summer heat? I mean, the heat would suck, but outside of that, you know, you're creating your own sport, so. Okay, so yeah. Kev's going to take play sports yourself. All Brent, right. Bren's got video games. What do you got, Nat? All right. If you're absolutely desperate for some kind of sport, there's Wimbledon and. Not a sport. Wimbledon. That's pretty much it. Tennis, uh, tennis officially not a sport. Yeah. No, no so, shot. Sorry, I Grandpa. I didn't follow in your footsteps. Yeah. Um, but your Grandpa was a professional tennis player. He wasn't a professional tennis player, but that was his that was his go to game. He loved oh. tennis. You made it seem like it was a, it yeah. was a job. No, did, no, did no, he no, play no. in like college or anything? He he, he played. But once he got back in the Navy, tennis was his thing. That was what he did all the flipping time. If it wasn't stock car racing, so. Oh, you know, I forgot about stock car racing. There's NASCAR. that you can there's, do, too. There's no NASCAR right now, either. Uh, yeah, come on. No, you, no Stanley there, Cup there going be, on? There should no, be NASCAR in the summer, No Stanley though. Cup. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, actually, there's local track events. No, there is NASCAR in the summer. Like, no, no. Tal- Talladega is... Well, you, you, is can go to, you can go to local track events, too. So, like, there's a, there's a place called New Egypt Raceway. They have a bunch of dirt racing. Mm-hmm. Go there, get a beer, just hang out. Why is it New Egypt? I've never understood that. There's a, there's a town called New Egypt, New Jersey, and... Like, I get that, like, a lot of the places like New Hampshire and New Jersey and New York are all, like, names of English places. Yeah. But all of a sudden, this random town in New Jersey is just New Egypt. Like, is it desert? Was there a town in England called Egypt at one point, or? I think it's after the country, Egypt. Uh, Well, a lot of New Egypt is sort of like, I've only been there once, and it was for the the raceway. Mm -hmm. But on my way there, there's a lot of, like, fields of just, like, crops. Okay. So, hmm. Interesting. It could so. just be because New Egypt didn't have crops. I was like, oh, use the new version. 2.0. Egypt 2.0. Oh, okay. Well, that was just a personal thing. I've always wondered why they called it New Egypt. That yeah, one never I, I really know either. added up to me. But, okay, so amateur sports or, like, play your own sports or everything. And Nat was saying, like, not tennis? If you're absolutely... Or watch Wimbledon? If you're, only if you're absolutely desperate to watch some kind of some kind of sport uh like there's wimbledon and wimbledon that's only two options you have uh like i'm very big on like hiking like just going to random parks stuff like that uh and just walking around you know random towns like some like there'll be days like i don't go in any shops or anything like that i just walk around town so you know just get my mind off certain stuff it's it's like my own meditation if that makes sense so, like, helps keep my mind at ease. Yeah. You know, just get some fresh air. Just, you know, just walk around. So, there you have it. Without sports, uh, we're basically resigned to video games. 
playing your own sports or watching amateur sports, walking around or almost drowning yourself. So, <laughs> hope you enjoyed these past couple of days. <laughs> okay. Luckily, by oh. the time you hear this, Friday's going to have the MLB season back. So. How could we? How can, how could I forget this? Music festivals. Ah, yes. True. That's actually a good alternative. So, if there's a great summer festival heading to your area, like that, that's another good way to get your mind like, off of the uh, the sports withdrawal. Like the Renaissance Fair. The Renaissance Fair. No. Isn't that yeah. like a late, like a late summer kind of thing, like late I August, early no September? Idea. There's a Renaissance Fair season. There is a Renaissance Fair season, yes. What the hell? Do you guys like go to these things? Tell me you don't go to Renaissance I actually kind of want to. I never went, but I kind of want to just to see how like out there people are, if that makes sense. Should we like, take a trip to the Renaissance Fair? The Renaissance Fair is actually fun. What, what do you do at the Renaissance Fair? Yeah. Basic, so basically, it's like a whole Renaissance-themed festival. So there's a bunch yeah, of I games. No, we know what it is, but like, what do you oh, do? Okay. Do you just go there and like look around? Or, well, you like... can go there. You can dance. There's like, <laughs> there's food, <laughs> drinks. <laughs> Basically, your best bet is to get as trashed as possible, and then you can make the most of what's there. It's, it's like one big theater show, if that makes sense. What's the IDing process at the uh, Renaissance Fair? Because I know you guys are younger. Can we go get like shit house at the Renaissance Fair with you guys underage? Uh, maybe. Well, <laughs> I think the next season that it'll be here, we'll be older than, we'll be of okay. age. Okay, I, I thought it was coming up at the end of the summer. Renaissance I've, Fair season. No, I've it'll no come idea. up in the end of the summer. Oh, will it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think so. You think we could sneak drinks to the? I, I mean, I'm so. I'm down for you a totally trip to the... There's so many people there. Any agent you're trying to sneak booze in there, like it'll generally be pretty easy. Yeah, That's, that'd be some good content. We'll just go get housed at the Renaissance Fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm down for it if everyone's in. Where do they have these things? This seems um, like a Lancaster type of like. Oh mm. yeah, I don't know where it is, but that's what I expect it to be. Yeah, I'd, I'd assume it's a bunch of, like, people who are out living with the Amish who do this kind of stuff. I know there's one closer up by North Jersey. I can't remember which town it's in, though. <laughs> just, it's, like, it's like central slash north. I'm imagining a bunch of New Yorkers at a Renaissance fair. <laughs> hey, what the fuck is this, man? What's going on? I can't do a New York accent. But um, just freaking out and waving their hands all over the place, yelling yeah. at people about what's going on at the Renaissance fair. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll have to take a trip. So we can add Renaissance Fair to the exclusive list of drowning yourself, walking around, video yeah. games, and playing sports. It's like, you actually, you know what the Renaissance Fair is actually like? It's like going to Disney World or Universal, but just make those Renaissance-themed. Yeah. As With opposed them, to... So any they don't have, like, roller coasters, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, they I might, that's, I that's a big stretch, buddy. I think one was at Hershey Park, though. Really? Yeah. That's just Hershey Park, though. That's, is that's just, not a Renaissance that fair. That is just that's Hershey different. Park, right, well, but they did right, have the Renaissance think, Fair at Hershey Park. Think of the Renaissance Fair as, like, medieval times or, like, the Wild West. Yeah, like, you know, like, those themed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I get that. Yeah, well, but I, like, I just mean, like, what we to do there, too. We were just wondering what goes on at these events. Yeah, well, that that's what I was trying to explain is, like, you basically just go there, eat a bunch of food, get trashed. Watch a show then, or two. Yeah, and just kind of walk around and meet people. Dear commissioners of all the major sports leagues, thanks to your terrible scheduling, we've just spent the last 10 minutes talking about renaissance fairs on our sports podcast. This is what you're forcing us to do over the worst four days in sports. You, you guys see why this is such a big problem to not have sports to talk about. Is we're debating going to a renaissance fair and just getting housed. So I mean, truly is the dark time of the year when it comes to, uh, comes to sports. To talk about sports, I mean... <laughs> 
Team USA? We do have Team There's USA. There's that, yeah. Right before the uh, the dark times of the four days of the MLB All-Star break, we had Team USA, the women's national team, uh, taking home the World Cup championship, second straight time. Boom. So they are officially back-to-back World Cup champions. It's their fourth ever title. They defeated Netherlands in the final. It was 2-0. We got goals from Megan Rapino, who she won the Golden Boot, and she won the player of the tournament as well. So most goals, best player, won the World Cup. Uh, Rose Lavelle also scored in that game. Alex Morgan was only one goal off of Megan Rapinoe's final total, so she had a great tournament as well. USA Women just straight up dominated the World Cup this year. Same thing they did back in 2015. Here's the thing. A lot of people are uh, comparing the women's soccer and men's soccer. I guess men's soccer doesn't even matter anymore. uh, It doesn't, no. At least not here in the U.S. It doesn't matter anymore since Dempsey retired. Yeah, and Tim Howard's no longer like national team. What were you going to say, Brent? So do you think, because my brother gave me like some statistics. I don't know if they're right, but the pay grade between the U.S. men's team and the U.S. women's team is just pretty much absurd. You yeah. said something like the men's team splits they like $400 million. And the women's team splits like three million for winning the World Cup. Yeah. Hmm. So we've never come close enough to winning the World Cup for us to know, for me to know off the top of my head, how much the men's team splits. But even with them losing, the men's team still make a lot more than the women do. Here, yeah. Here's basically how that whole pay scale breaks down, and here's what needs to happen: the women's game's behind on it. Equal pay should be a thing, but what? people need to realize is that money comes from somewhere. It's the revenue generated by the game. I don't know the actual stats on viewership. I did hear that like in the United States, the viewership of the women's world cup easily carried the men's world cup, which would make sense based on uh, the men not being in the previous world cup and the women being a dominant team and everyone really getting behind them. The women should be paid higher, a higher percentage of the cut because they are the better team. But there's only so much money out there from the viewership. So, yeah, absolutely. It's ridiculous if they're getting higher viewership than the men and they're the better team than the men and they're not getting paid as much. That's absolutely insane. Yeah, the main problem is that the women's federations don't make nearly as much money as the men's federations do. So the women get paid through the women's federation, not through FIFA itself. So that's the main problem right there. So if they want to fix the problem of the pay gap, then they have to make everyone, both the men and the women athletes, get paid through FIFA as opposed to individual federations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the primary reason why the men make more money than the women is because the men's federation, for every reason under the sun, just brings in that much more money. But I fully agree with the people who think the women should be paid equally or even more than the men because we've got a oh, men's yeah. team losing to Trinidad and Tobago, and these guys are, the women are winning the World Cup they're basically the powerhouse in the world right now. They won soccer. two in a row. They're nearly unbeatable. So I fully agree with all those arguments. I just don't know the statistics on what the actual viewership and income of the women's federation as opposed to the men's. But that's definitely a hot topic right now, I think. In uh, terms of the viewership, the source I checked, the women carried uh, one and a half million more viewers than the men's viewership here in the U.S., yeah, so there's no reason they shouldn't be getting paid um, a little bit more uh, than 
or at the very least around the same mark that the men are getting paid. So that's something we're a female positive podcast here. Uh, big female guys here. So we're big fan of our USA women. Very proud of them. Another reason why men should across the country should be really proud of what the USA women's team has just done. The way you got to think about this, our men kind of stink. Our women are the best in the world. That means on average, the average American man is batting way out of his league, which is great for us. You don't want to be a country with like all these incredible men running around who are just like the best at everything. And then the women just straight out stink. Like for us, this is great for us as guys because we've got women who are just absolutely crushing it. They're amazing. So we're getting more bang for our buck. We're picking up women who are way above our skill level or our talent ability and everything. So that's a great time to be an American man. The American woman has never been, never been greater. Uh, so we're, we're proud to have our incredible women here and it helps us, uh, look better by comparison. So that's, uh, that's definitely a good thing for us. I guess the uh, peak of that argument is uh, one Alex Morgan, who I think we just need oh. to take a second. She didn't win oh, the golden boot, and she didn't score the most goals. She wasn't voted the best player in the tournament. Hey, she's an absolute Rufino, smoke but, show, though. Oh, my goodness. That girl is one of one in the world right now. If you ask anyone in the United States, I think she's like she's at the peak right now. Various like women meet like the peak of what's attractive in America. And right now, Alex Morgan is on top of that heap right now. One of her latest yeah. ESPN interviews. Oh man, I just it, it, she was she was on point. She was uh she was fine during that interview. No, absolutely, she's straight incredible. Alex, if you listen to the podcast, uh, please feel free to call in anytime. Uh, drop your number. Slide in the DMs on Twitter. Normally, I'd give the Jetro podcast, but since you're such an esteemed guest. Um, I can give you my at if you want to slide in my DMs. Um, but yeah, feel free to reach out to us. We're we're big fans. Uh, I'd love to do an interview with you. Uh, but yeah, respect to uh, all the women, especially Alex, but the rest of the U.S. Women's National Team on their uh, finals championship in the World Cup. And that was this past Sunday. So that was a good way to send us into the uh, the blackness. It is the four days of uh, no sports. So that's uh, really everything that went on big sports-wise. I mean, the Women's World Cup carried everything on Sunday. It was the last day of the first half of the baseball season. I guess we can do a quick look back at what the Phillies are doing right now and what the Phillies look like at halfway. It's not a good look. Um, Nope. I think it's important to be realistic. We're not going to all of a sudden just blow this division out of the water. The Braves are an incredible team. They're young. They're really, really good. But being in third place, half a game behind the Nationals, and six and a half back at the Braves at the All-Star break is a tough look for a team that was expected to contend for a World Series this year. Uh, If you're a Philadelphia Phillies fan and you're expecting this team to make a deep playoff run, I got kind of bad news for you at this point. I don't think it's happening. Uh, We could be a wild-card team. I don't see us catching the Braves. I don't see us winning the National League East. Uh, and I don't see us going any further than, whew, at the most, uh, the NLDS could be a wild card out if we even make the playoffs at all. So we could be buyers at the trade deadline and we could look for other people, but enjoy this all-star break away from Phillies baseball because I have a bad feeling that the rest of this season is going to go very, very similarly to what happened 
back in uh, 2018 when the team just absolutely fell apart. We've already seen traces, and I know there's guys coming back from injury, but where's the production going to come from for this team? The starters that we have that are actually reliable, there's really one, and it's Aaron Nola. Jake Arrieta has been human garbage. There's no help coming up for the minors because all of those guys have been up at some point this year, and they've all stunk. Nick Pavetta is good for one good start out of five, which in the playoffs means you're hosed, you're going home. Zach Eflin's been above what Zach Eflin's supposed to be, but even being above what Zach Eflin was supposed to be isn't good enough to be a competent playoff starter. He can run into one out of maybe three starts where he's really, really good. And then the other two, I mean, the guy gets shelled sometimes. It happens. And you need to have multiple guys who are going to go out there and give you plus starts to be a playoff team and a deep playoff contender. And the Phillies just don't have it. I mean, I've named, what, four starters? I can't even name a fifth because we've been moving around so much. Jared Eichhoff might be the worst pitcher on planet Earth right now. So he was originally in the rotation to start off, and he's garbage. Vince Velasquez, garbage. Any of those guys pulling up from the minors, Ranger Suarez, garbage. This team has one, maybe two competent pitchers, and that's not a recipe for success for the second half of the season. So, man, God bless John Middleton and Matt Klintak and that front office, and hopefully they can pull something out of the tread di- uh, deadline to salvage this whole offseason of stupid money. But right now it looks like the Philly has lost their gamble for 2019. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they put together a run and become the team that we thought they were going to be. But, I mean, you look at it. They've got one all-star out of this roster. Bryce Harper. it's not even Bryce Harper. Not an all-star. Aaron Nola. Third in the Cy Young last year. Not an all-star. I mean, no one out of the pens an all-star. I mean, Andrew McCutcheon might have been an all-star, but he's gone for the season with a torn ACL. Yeah, Jay Bruce has been playing well, and you can make a case that he's a really, really good player, but he's not an all-star caliber player right now. Not yet, not yet. He can get there, but he's not there yet. If he stays this hot, but even now you got to wonder how long he's going to stay this hot for. The only other argument you might have is Scott Kingry, and that's a strong argument. He's close to all-star talent right now, but he got too little playing time at the beginning of the year because, honestly, the organization didn't believe in him right out. And that does not really give me a lot, of, a lot of confidence in him going through the rest of the year. I mean, not to take anything away from Scotty. He could very well be playing at this level for the rest of this year and for a long time. My point being is if you're going to the bank and you're pulling out 100 bucks and you're betting it on Scott Kingery to match his slashes from the first half and the second half, you're crazy. This team, the sure things about this team are no longer sure, and the unsure things are not good enough to bet on. So this is... It's a house of cards right now for the Phillies that slowly started falling apart, and I've got a bad feeling that the rest of this uh, season is going to slowly turn into football season. So, With the trade deadline coming up, what do you see as the best-case scenario right now for the Philadelphia Phillies? At least the best-case possible scenarios. Obviously, best case is you know, them winning the title, but we got to be more realistic here. Um, best case, Madison Bumgarner for some prospects. You put him in the top of the rotation. Arietta's elbow problems get better or whatever's going on with the, the bone spur or bone chips that he has in his arm. Apparently he's got to pitch through those. So if those get better, you put Mad Bum up top, and then you've got Nola, Bumgarner, Arietta, Eflin as your playoff four. You can move Pavetta. You can move him to the bullpen and hopefully get guys like Neshek back, Robertson back. 
bolster the bullpen with guys coming back from injury. Tommy Hunter continues to throw well. Hector Neris continues to have a good year. The best case scenario is literally trading for one of the better pitchers available. Other than that, anything short of that, they're host. They're done. They're not contenders this year. Even with that, they might not be contenders this year. So it's not looking great for the uh, Phil's prospects for the rest of the time here in the season. Hate to bring the mood down when we've been through a rough four days of nothing really going on, but it may be for the better with how this baseball team's looking like they're going to play in the second half. So again, I hope I'm wrong, but bleak outlook for the baseball scene in Philadelphia. The good news, though, the only other real thing that's been going on, um, NBA free agency has been wild. Now, I know this was huge about a week and change ago, but we didn't have the uh, 4th of July week episode, so it's important to uh, go ahead and drop back and talk about this. If you're a Sixers fan right now and you're a big basketball person, which seems like there's more every day, the Sixers are the best team in the East right now. (laughs) That guy, Kawhi Leonard, just took off for L.A. And I heard a great analogy on, uh, I think it was on 97.5 the other day, calling Kawhi Luke Skywalker of the NBA. Basically, what he did was he brought balance back to the NBA. He brought it back, and now we're... I, that is a great analogy. I love that. He literally did. He defeated the evil empire of Golden State. Impossible shot. I mean, even before that, he defeated Miami and the big three down there. Uh, he did have like a healthy Tim Duncan, and he, while older, uh, Tony Parker, Mono Ginobili, and he had Pop with the Spurs, but they took out Miami. Then he comes back, and a couple years later, he goes to Toronto, and he takes out maybe the greatest dynasty, one of the top two great dynasties that this league's ever seen uh, with this and the the Bulls in the 90s. Um, but that guy goes to L.A. We don't have to worry about him anymore. I don't even want to hear his name anymore after the uh, quadruple dunk. And, I mean, I can hear the laugh because it geeks me out, and I know you like it, Kev. But him going to the West, going to L.A. This just and, opens up so many possibilities for the Sixers right now. It really does. And it turns the NBA into something we haven't really seen before, which is a league of dynamic duos. Uh, so there's a tweet that came out listing uh, the dynamic duos of the NBA, and everyone's really got two stars or two star fringe star player uh, caliber players. So uh, I'm going to go down this list and who we have. Let's see. The Lakers, obviously, you got LeBron and AD. Uh, the Nets, you've got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Kevin Durant, obviously, when he comes back from that Achilles, which won't be till 2021 or end of 2020. Uh, the Clippers, who have uh, Kawhi and Paul George. Uh, Warriors still have Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson going to be coming off that torn ACL, though. Uh, so God knows when he'll play next. Uh, Portland has uh, Dame and CJ McCollum. The Sixers with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. The Rockets with James Harden and Chris Paul. Uh, the Mavericks have uh, the young foreign pairing, Luka and uh, KP. Um, you got the Jazz out there who a lot of people like with uh, Mike Conley Jr. and Donovan Mitchell. Um, You've got, ooh, uh, I mean, in the East, though, really, who are we supposed to be afraid of? Jimmy Butler and, I guess, if Russ goes down to Miami. Kemba and... I don't even know who else they have up in Boston. Are we scared of the duo of Kemba and Jason Tatum or Kemba and <laughs> Kemba and Marcus Smart being listed among those guys is crazy. The only team in the East that's really a problem whatsoever is Giannis and Chris Middleton up in uh, Milwaukee. And we saw how those guys played against a team in Toronto that we took to seven games. The Sixers are the best team in the East, hands down. 
We have the best starting five maybe in basketball, even with the Lakers and the Clippers and those Western powerhouses combined. I mean, we've got an incredible starting five. We've got a team with length. We've got a team that's going to play defense. Now at the trade deadline this year and the buyout market, once that rolls around, we have the starting five. So everyone who thinks we're not in any better of a position than we were last year, that we just stayed even, those moves that Elton Brand made to get Jimmy and get Tobias last year, our starting five's already set. So now what we can do is we can trade picks and younger players and make moves at the deadline or at the buyout market to bring in bench depth, which is what we didn't have last year, and this team only gets better. So if I'm a Sixers truther and I'm fully in on this team, which I am, considering going down, take myself to Sugar House, go to Delaware Park Casino, Put a hundred bucks on the Sixers to go to the NBA Finals because that's I don't not see a bad any idea. Team in the I'm, East. I'm going to take that advice because you know, worst case scenario, you're at a you're at a hundred bucks and you have to watch, you know, a good run. <laughs> yeah, but this team is absolutely it. If we don't go to the NBA Finals this year, it'll be a disappointment for this team. That's how open the East has become with Kawhi Leonard leaving and KD's injury, Kyrie going to New York. I mean, or Brooklyn rather, technically New York, but Brooklyn. It's such an open chance uh, in the NBA. So can't wait until October rolls around and we can get that season cooking again and see what the new-look Sixers look like. Again, they're starting five of Ben Simmons running the point. we got Josh Richardson at the two, Toby at the three, Al Horford now playing the four along with Joel Embiid at the five. That's a big, scary, long lineup. So it's going to be a great time in Philly. We just got to make it through baseball season and – We'll be all good to go. So that's a good thing to look at uh, looking towards the future. Um, other than that, there's not too much sports stuff going on. We had the uh, Flyers draft. Oh, one other thing I think it's important. We got to pour a little bit out for the homie uh, TJ McConnell. Officially left the Philadelphia 76ers. He's now in a member of the Indiana Pacers, which uh, TJ's a middle of America, hardworking type guy. I could see him fitting in real well out there, but... It's a shame. Uh, actually, you know it's wild? The day before TJ McConnell went to the Pacers and he signed with the Pacers, I saw him. I was driving next to him in Center City. He no pulled up way. next to me at the light. Yep. And I wanted to roll down the window and be like, yo, TJ, what's up? But I didn't want to be weird or anything. Now I, I He's kinda, probably used to it, though. I kind of wish I had. It felt like the scene from um, Fast and Furious where yeah. Paul Walker pulls up next to Vin Diesel. And they're like looking at each other out the window, and it's like that goodbye. I pretty much had that with TJ McConnell. So a real sentimental moment that, uh, oh, man. Hey, at least you got this on one last time. Yeah, at least I got to see him one last time in his natural habitat, just chilling around Philly, being the man. Got me tearing up thinking about Paul Walker. Come on, man. R.I.P. R.I.P. Paul Walker and TJ McConnell. And also uh, another thing that has Tobias Harris probably tearing up still is Boban Marjanovic to Dallas. Uh, I think this is going to be the first time in like four or five years that the Toby and Bobby show have not been on the same team. So, Boban, sorry, you were kind of a garbage backup and a liability in the playoffs, but you're a great guy, good actor in John Wick 3, and we're going to miss you around Philly. It was nice to have uh, have that friendly big giant guy in the clubhouse and keep everybody uh, laughing and all the wholesome content that he put out on social media. So uh, miss you too, Boban, and hope that uh, Toby still is good uh, without his best friend here. So tough offseason to say goodbye to people, uh, but the Sixers are in a better position today than they were when free agency started. And then, Nat, you want to tell us a little bit about what the Flyers have been working on with the draft and everything? Uh, actually, like there's been a lot of news with them 
regarding free agency once again. Not necessarily with the moves they've been making, but just like the Sixers, the moves everyone in their division have been making sets the Flyers up for success this coming season. The Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, one of their division rivals, so they got rid of their three best players, goalie Sergei Bobrovsky, Artemi Panarin, who was the best free agent on the market, and Matt Duchesne. So Matt Duchesne, he's in Nashville now, so he's not in your division anymore. Uh, Sergei Bobrovsky went to the Florida Panthers, not your division anymore. Artemi Panarin goes to the Rangers, division rival, but they paid him 11-6. 11.6 million dollars. That is almost Connor McDavid money right there. So we now live in a world where, for whatever fucking reason, Artemi Panarin is paid $3 million more than Sidney Crosby right now. That's just unreal. The Rangers are going to be garbage again next season, even though they got Jacob Truba as well. I wouldn't worry about the Rangers too much. So the New York Islanders, for whatever reason, they got rid of Robin Leonard. So now they don't have their superstar goaltender anymore. Unless they find another superstar goaltender, then they're also going to be garbage. The only way they're going to be any sort of success is if they offer sheet Mitch Marner. And if Toronto doesn't match that offer sheet, take a look at the Pittsburgh Penguins right now. They're going to finish in last place because they got rid of Phil Kessel. He's now in the Western Conference. He went to Arizona. What they got in return, Alex Galchenyuk, he's not going to put up the same numbers that Phil Kessel did that. And they got Brandon Tanev from the Winnipeg Jets. And they got him. Six years, six years, no trade clause. So they can't move him at all. They're stuck with him all six years. And they're not going to do a single thing with him. They they might get rid of Agenny Malkin. Next, they might get going to trade him. So the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to be trash next season. That's huge for the Flyers. Only team in their division that's going to compete with them at all is going to be the New Jersey Devils. And that's assuming that Corey Schneider is going to be a healthy goalie, which historically he hasn't been. He was terrible last year. I'm a little bit skeptical that uh, whether or not he's going to bounce back, but it's not impossible to have a garbage season and then have uh, either a superstar season or at least a solid bounce back season. But the home, the big home opener this year, huge rivalry game between the Flyers and the Devils. Historically, the Flyers-Devils rivalry over the past 20 years has sucked. It's not really a rivalry whatsoever, but the New Jersey Devils picked up Wayne Simmons. So, Flyers home opener against the Devils with Wayne Simmons coming back into his old building to play, that's going to be huge, at least for that rivalry right there. Then they got P.K. Subban from the Nashville Predators. They have three number one draft picks now with Taylor Hall, Nico Heischer, and now uh, who's probably going to be the next superstar slash next Patrick Kane, whatever you want to call him, and Jack Hughes. So that home opener is going to be big for the Flyers. That's really going to help set the tone for that rivalry for years to come, assuming that Wayne Simmons is going to stay with them and assuming that those two are actually going to you know, play hard against each other and actually set up this huge rivalry that it could become. Because right now it sucks. It's not a rivalry, and the media is trying to make it, or at least they've tried to make it more of a rivalry than it is. But nothing really happens during Flyers-Devils games. It, it's... It's overblown, but now it has the potential to be a great series, especially now because the Flyers have a superstar goalie in Carter Hart. If James Van Riemsdyk can be healthy, that's going to be huge for them. They got Kevin Hayes. That's a huge move for them. Now you got rid of Radko Gudis. You picked up Matt Niskanen. You got Justin Braun. You have Phil Myers coming up for the Myers. You bought out AMAC. You don't have to worry about him being a defensive liability anymore. Ivan Provorov and Shane Gossesbear, assuming Ghost doesn't get traded, it, they're supposed to have bounce-back seasons, and you could 
re-sign Travis Konechny as well as an RFA. Scott Lawton might not be around next season. They might uh, trade him because of uh, like arbitration, but really arbitration is not that much of a big deal. But the only the only two teams I see competing with the Flyers this season, Devils, Hurricanes. That's it. Those are the only two teams I have to worry about. I'm not going to say it's smooth sailing for the Flyers, racking up wins, but this, like the Sixers, with the free agency moves that the other teams in the Metro Division have made, it sets a huge success window for the Flyers this season. So uh, I'm, I'm expecting big things from them. That's good news. Hopefully we're back in at uh, the golden age of Philadelphia sports, which is what we're looking for with all four teams able to compete and make deep playoff runs. Uh, now football news. There's uh, not really too much going on. Uh, Brad, you still there on the phone? I'm here. Do some quick math for me. July 24th, how many days away is that? Okay, let me get the old calendar out. Nope, that's those. July 24th. Today's July 10th. How many days? 14. 14 days. 14 days until Philadelphia Eagles training camp, baby. Football season right around the corner. 60 days from the home opener. Oh, man, I cannot wait. Let's get it going. I'm ready for football season at this point, so that's – uh, we only get one open practice this year, and I know we've talked about that, but it's going to be incredible to have the birds back playing and everything. Huge expectations. Uh, Mike Trout at the All-Star Game, they just asked him what uh, his predictions for the birds are. Super Bowl. Said Super Bowl. Mike Trout also predicted the winner of the Home Run Derby, Pete Alonzo. So Mike Trout's a little clairvoyance. He knows, man, we're going back to the ship this year. So uh, 14 days away from the uh, title run beginning, second Super Bowl in franchise history. So that to look forward to as well. Thanks for the math on that one, Bren. And speaking of which, I have a, I have a bit of an idea. What if we take Jetro on the road to the Eagles' home opener? I mean, I go to every Philadelphia home opener. So I'm there already. If you guys want to go, we can go. Make an actual podcast, like head out to the actual Jetro lot, record from there. I'm down with that if we can actually record on site for the home opener. Uh, let me see. Let me pull up the bird schedule and see who their home opener is and when it is. Uh, so I think it's the Redskins. I do have a No, mix, you're sir. right. The Redskins home opener uh, on September 8th at the link, 1 p.m. game. So September 8th is, like you said, 60 days away. So, yeah, we can go ahead and go to the home opener if you want. I will be there. I'll, uh, I, I, I think I could work something out. Okay. Brent? Uh, I could maybe be there if we need to. Okay. All right. So it sounds like we're going to try and go on the road for the, uh, the home opener, and we're also going to have to fit in the Renaissance Fair uh, at some point. So we've got – Record from the Ren Fair? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we've got two trips that we'll have to put in. We'll be uh, either recording live or taking videos of us there and making some content for you guys from uh, the Eagles home opener and a Renaissance Fair. Uh, so that's basically everything going on in football. We're still waiting for that 14 days to go by. Uh, the last thing we want to do is what we did this weekend. So without sports even, it was a pretty big uh, past week or so. Had the 4th of July. 4th of July weekend was awesome this year because we had 4th of July on a Thursday. A lot of people bounced out early from work on Wednesday. So if you're keeping track at home, you got Wednesday a half day. Then you got Thursday off, Friday off, Saturday off, Sunday off come back to work on Monday. So, Kev, do some math on that. How many days off? I zoned out for a little bit. That's uh, four days off. Ooh, there's a half day in there, too. Four and a half. There we go. Four and a half days off. So there's so much stuff could have gotten done over four and a half days. Could have gone down the shore, uh, drink around Center City, which is essentially what I did, 
things like that. So what'd we do over the uh, long holiday weekend? The Saturday went to a, a Reading Phillies game and they had one of the best firework shows I've ever seen. Oh, dope. So minor league game. How's that compare? Have, when was the last time you went to an actual Phillies game? The last time that I went to an actual Phillies game? Yeah. Like an actual Philadelphia Phillies game, I went in 2014. I think the last Reading Phillies game I went to Dude, was 2013. you haven't been to a Phillies game in five years? I'm not a baseball guy. But it's, I mean, it's going to a baseball game. When was the last time you went to a Phillies game? Ten years. Maybe. Brennan, when was the last time you went to a Philadelphia <laughs> Phillies game? About two years. You guys are killing me. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are absolutely. The last game I went to, it was rained out. So. Oh, my God. When was that? That, that, that was probably like 2009. Oh, my God. Do you get. Oh, I'm about to cancel the rest of this podcast. <laughs> no one... It's been. Okay, we're going to go totally past that. Anyway, so you went to a Reading Phillies game. How's the minor league game? Good? The minor... it, it was a bit of a kind of a slow game. Uh, like, not a whole lot of scoring. Actually, like, a lot of the action that went on during the game happened, like, in the first couple innings. Uh, like, pretty much. Every run scored happened before the fifth inning, so it was pretty much all defensive baseball after that. But uh, they kept telling us we had to move because of a fire hazard. We're like, fire hazard? What are you talking about? I was like, oh, well, the fireworks show. I was like, no way. Like, there's a fireworks show going on. I was like, hell yeah, we're staying for this. So we moved to, like, the closest possible spot we can be and pretty much being right uh, underneath the fireworks. That was quite a show we watched. That's pretty dope. Yeah, fireworks at the ballpark is always a real cool thing. Uh, some some minor league baseball. How about you, Kev? What did you do for fourth? Uh, for fourth, I didn't really do much, um, just because everyone was in my area. So they're, they're like anywhere I'd go, I'd just be sitting in traffic. So you're from down the shore, right? Yeah, I'm down by the shore. So all the beaches were packed, bars were packed. It was it was a crazy day. But it, on Friday, the day after the fourth, I was lucky enough to be able to go out, you know, do do a little bit of partying. And uh, that was pretty much all my weekend. That's dope. So, how about you, Brent? You just lay in bed, play video games. Uh, yeah, no, I had to work the whole weekend, even on Thursday. What? You had to work on the fourth and the rest of the weekend. Yes, sir. That's wild. That's yeah, working on working on the fourth sucks. Like, take it from a, from a guy who does it. Like, that's one day you definitely don't want to work. Yeah, I was lucky to be able to quit my job before that. So. <laughs> wait, so wait, you left the you left? Yeah, it's official. I left. Uh, oh, okay. Damn, like, yeah. all right, you get you can tell stories now. Oh, I have a lot of stories, dude. Like, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> right, let's start. Give us a good story. Um, retail stories are always good. So yeah, I mean, so I guess to start up. So the way the way I I quit, basically, you know how I hurt my finger. Yeah. Well. I called and I was like, "Look, guys, I don't think I'm gonna be able to to work this week, like this whole week. This was mm-hmm. two weeks ago. I called. I was like, "Look, like, I can't grab anything. I can't pick anything up." And he was like, "Oh, well, sorry, I brought you back. Sorry, you're on the team, and uh, like, I'm gonna have to either terminate you or you know put you on a disability for a little bit." And I was like, "Oh, you know what? You want to do that? You know, fine, I quit." So oh I hung up. God. And uh, wow, you quit over the phone too. Didn't even go in or right? over the phone. Hey, Love sometimes it. that's what you have to do. Just just quit over the phone. You know, they they say a bunch of stupid shit to you yeah. over the line. Just going, you know what? I, I'm done with this. I was fed up. The managers just treated everyone like garbage. So I was like, you know what? That's fine. You can be understaffed. I quit. So right now they're like six people understaffed. So 
Yeah, that is the one time you don't treat your employees like garbage. Or at least there's any time to not do that. Not when you're understaffed. Yeah. What's the name of your company again? Harbor or your f- previous company? Harbor Freight Tools. Okay. Harbor Freight Tools. They're going on a list. We're an anti-Harbor Freight Tools podcast. Sorry, <laughs> uh, Harbor Freight, if you're it's, planning on sponsoring us. Uh, it, you're it, officially on the, uh, the naughty list. I'm not going to lie. Their tools are pretty good. Uh, only their hand tools, though. Any other tools, do not buy. I repeat, do not buy. Okay, so you heard it here. Don't buy any tools from Harbor Freight whatsoever. <laughs> Don't support them at all. They rip their employees' fingers off. Uh, so here's the list as it stands um, partway through episode four of this podcast. Uh, we're a pro females, Alex Morgan, Scott Kingry, and Kawhi Leonard's Laugh Podcast. We're anti-Kawhi Leonard and Harbor Freight Tools. Uh, so that's where we stand right now. Uh, the only ones who are really on our shit list are Harbor Freight Tools and Kawhi Leonard himself, but we like Kawhi's laugh. Uh, so, yeah, try and stay off the bad list, anyone out there listening. Don't get on our bad side because we carry <laughs> a lot of clout in the uh, freight tools industry now by basically condemning their working conditions and management and everything about Harbor Freight. So, yeah, there it is. That's our, uh, that's our list right now, and Harbor Freight's officially on there. Uh, so go, uh, go back, Brian. What, what did you exactly do this weekend? So Thursday I had to work and we had a family party going on and I kind of was there for the end of it. So I to grab a bunch of food. So that was nice. And oh, uh, Friday, Friday I was working 12 to eight Saturday. I was working, I think it was two to like 10 30 and then Sunday, I had like a five-hour shift. Where do you work? But I just work at Marshalls, my local Marshalls. Marshalls. Marshalls is on the tentative anti-list. If they make you work <laughs> through another like uh, holiday weekend or anything like that, we're going to have problems with Marshalls. Yeah, I already have problems with Marshalls. So. Ooh. Is Marshalls on the list? Are we an anti-Marshalls podcast? Yeah, we're an anti-Marshalls. Okay. Oh, okay. Marshalls, right. you hate to see it. So um, if you're going to go go to like Home Goods or go to like Kmart or some other shit, don't go to Marshalls. If you're listening to this, you got to support us by not going to Marshalls, even though that means Bren probably won't get paid as much because we'll shut him <laughs> down. Uh, no more shut Marshalls down. for anybody. Yeah. I also forgot Brennan. Uh, me and Brennan recorded a, a YouTube video, uh, Minecraft, Ooh. So on Thursday night, so that was a thing. We'll have to throw that out of uh, Brennan Kev's Minecraft YouTube video. <laughs> uh, make yeah, sure that but gets out. Do you want to know the name of the series? What is it? Jetro Minecraft. Ooh, Jetro okay. Minecraft. Yes. Minecraft videos by Bren and Kev is officially sponsored by the Jetro Podcast. Cool. That sounds good. Yeah. We gotta get those out from like the uh, the Twitter account. And do we have an Instagram account yet? Uh, yeah. Do we? You hesitated there. <laughs> Do we? Yes. What? What is? What is the at? I'm, I'm waiting to hear the. I'm on my on phone right now. What is the at for the Instagram? Yeah, I, I didn't make it yet. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Kev, dude, you are Me? rising in the producer rankings. Let's right go. Now. Let's just chalk it up for everyone. Uh, keep a score at home. So, Brandon, skip that on the podcast today. Okay, forgot to call it, forgot, Brett, hold on, <laughs> before it skipped out on the podcast today, told us he was going to call in, forgot to call in. I had to call him. He answered immediately. So he was awake. 
calls in from his bed, doesn't even have the decency to get up and get out of his pajamas. <laughs> and now he didn't even make the Instagram account. We gave you an extra week to do that, dude. Wow. Okay. Well, Kev, we took do a week I, off. Do I, have the, do I have a second to defend myself here? Okay. Go ahead. First off, overruled. Very important. <laughs> I don't think I was going to make it back in time, so that's why I'm not there. Second off, I have my phone. I was ready to go. I thought I I don't have my group chat uh, notifications on, so that's why I, I was in the dark there. And shaking my head. Yeah, the last one I just don't have a, an answer for. <laughs> Well, at least you're honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's honest. He's honest. Well, let's see if you can make it up. Uh, you've got fact check now. Uh, so wrap us up with a little fact check. See if you can earn some kind of favor back with us uh, before you get back in here next week. So what do you got for us, Brent? Well, one thing I want to fact check is the um, the pay grade between the U.S. men's team and the U.S. women's team. I think that's something we should definitely fact check. Okay, so I believe Nat said that it was like $1.5 million more. For it, the viewership, yeah. Okay, so the women's viewership was 1.5 million more. Let's go ahead and take a look at the viewership uh, comparatively between men's and women's World Cup. Uh, there's probably an article out here somewhere. Ooh, women's World Cup final rating surpassed last year's men's final. It says 22%. So what we have to look at the yeah, number the from match. Fox T broadcast drew just under 14 million. 289,000. It peaked at 20 million. 20 million views? Viewers. Wow. Hmm. I don't see the comparisons, though. Well, if so, if it's up by 22% of last year's men's, can we just do the math to figure that out? Or? We can. We've got to figure out what last year's men's oh. was, though. And then we got to do math again. Sorry, guys. This is a math-heavy podcast today. Not really. Yeah, you said do math. I was expecting I was actually going to have to like count the days, but <laughs> no, no, was, I already knew the number. I was going to see how fast you could do it. I'm just trying to find. Oh wait, so it's 14 million. So what's 22 percent of 14? There 14 million. Fuck no, we can't do it that way. Is there a way we can calculate with just the number the women drew, or do we have to know the? It was 22 percent more than the men. So, and the views of... What number minutes? plus 22% of it equals 14 million? Ooh, so, if we're, if we're using that number, um, if we're using that number, so 22% of... Oh, wait, no, that doesn't work. Never mind. Forget I said anything. So wait, no, if it's 22% more, don't you just take 22% of the... What is it, the men's? You need, yeah, yeah, we yeah. need to find the men's, the men's, though. Well, so oh, we 22% of 14 million is 3 million 80. No, but that's not it. We have to do 22% of the men's to find what they're... We need to find the men's. I thought they didn't... uh, There's an article that says Team USA didn't compete in 2018. For the... the, Yeah, men's. Yeah. They did not make the tournament. We're saying for the men's... For the men's World Cup final. Yeah. Oh, so we're doing for the, the entire men's World Cup final. Okay. Yes. We're seeing the men's World Cup final versus the women's World Cup final. Okay. The total amount viewed in the United States. Because in the rest of the world, like half the world apparently uh, watched the World Cup final. Yeah, in 2018 total, there's 3.5 billion viewers. That's total, but we have yeah. to find the U.S. This is great radio. All right, so France and Croatia went on to snag an audience of 11.3 million. 11.3 mil. In 
the U.S.? 14 minus 11.3, 2.7 million more. Close enough. Yeah. So, Brent, that's correct. Nat said 1.5, I believe, and it is actually 2.7 million. Uh, so, shout out to the women taking 2.7 million more viewers than the men. Uh, and shout out to Brennan for getting that uh, fact check right. Uh, do you have anything else? Nope, I think that's it. Okay. Well, appreciate you actually getting uh, one thing right from the bed today. So thank you for <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, no, yeah, good no luck problem. on your interview as well. Yeah, good luck. Thank you. Where you uh, interviewing at? Uh, SAP. Ooh. Ah. Wow. Software company. Fancy, fancy. Good luck, man. Good luck. Well, let them know you produce for the podcast. So that oh, I will. So if you get the job, we're big time pro SAP. Um, if you don't, we're anti SAP. Uh, Marshall's, <laughs> Marshall's has been added to the list, though, so we're anti Marshall's. Uh, yeah. But that'll wrap it up for today's episode of the Jetro Podcast. Next week, we're going to have a lot of MLB stuff going on because the second half of the season will pick back up, so we'll be out of the dead zone that is uh, the early July period of professional sports. We're also going to have a little bit of a training camp preview because next week uh, we'll be recording this officially seven days away from what it is today, which is, uh, so if we're going to record, Bren, seven days after today, and we're 14 days away today, how far will we be? How far will we be next week? Seven days from today is the 17th. Right, right, right. But if we're 14 days away from training camp right now, and we're waiting seven days to record again. That means next time we record, we'll be how far away? I'm confused. We'll be three <laughs> days after? Today is Wednesday. The next time we record is next Wednesday. We're 14 days away right now. Oh, oh, oh I see what you're saying. Two weeks. No. <laughs> we'll be seven days away. We'll be a week away. <laughs> so we're going to do a preview of uh, Eagles training camp on next week's podcast as well. We'll also keep in touch with NBA Free Agency, keep that all wrapped in, let you guys know what we're doing over the weekends throughout our summer. Hopefully it's more than drowning ourselves or walking around or playing video games, and uh, hopefully Brent will have a new job by the time we get back. Uh, that's all we have for you guys today, though. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Take it easy. I was going to say goodnight, right. <laughs> but it doesn't good make night. sense. You can say goodnight. <laughs> goodnight. Goodnight. <laughs>